Popculture Pastor. All right, Cody, I got something that's going to blow your mind. First of all, have you ever seen the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile with your own eyes? Um, I don't think I have. I've seen the the Johnsonville Brat Mobile. Yeah. Um, that, see, okay, so you're already hitting on what's going to eventually be the subject of this talk. I've also seen the Goodyear Blimp. <laughs> that is off the subject of this talk. <laughs> um, what I was going to be the subject of this conversation is that there are more food vehicles than just the Oscar Mayer Wiener, Wienermobile, which was news to me. Oh, no. So the Johnson Bratmobile, the Johnsonville Bratmobile, you just made that up, (laughs) came to Chanute. And you know how like the food trucks, uh, when they're brand new to Chanute, there's like two hour long lines of Uh, waiting. mm -hmm. They sold out of all the brats. They had to go to all the grocery stores and Walmart (laughs) And they sold out of all the brats and then they had to go to like nearby towns and buy all the brats. Like they Chanute went cray cray with the Johnsonville brats. <laughs> I, I'm a little, uh, a little something about me. Brats are overrated. So I like cheddar worst or yeah. the cheddar bratwurst better than just the plain ones. Plain's okay. Like, if I had to choose between it and a hot dog, like taste wise, I'll choose it. But money wise, I'll choose the hot dog because I could eat a whole pack for the cost of like just a couple of brats. Honestly, so. I feel brats are too big. The hot dogs are too small. Somewhere in the middle is the perfection is the perfect spot. Yeah. But a brats are adds too much. It's too much mystery meat. Too much. Uh, I can't handle it. But at any rate. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is the only one I knew existed up up until this point that I saw this article. And I remember seeing the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And it's, I mean, it looks like you would expect. And they give out little toys. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had little whistles that actually were little cars, too. They were little tiny Oscar Mayer Wienermobiles that you could also whistle through the hot dog. And, you know, the, okay. So, yeah, they gave away to all the children. And uh, that concept came out in 1936. They designed a vehicle that could drive around the Chicago area handing out hot dogs. And uh, then eventually, you know, they kind of they kind of went on tour across the country. And that's where I saw it. I'm, I, I saw it either in Lawrence or Topeka. I don't remember where. They have not come to Chanute yet. Shocking. I no. know. Um, they do have a, a training place, Hot Dog High where you can train to be an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile pilot. Why have I not done this with my life? <laughs> I, I have, I've lived a lie. <laughs> Hot dog high in Madison, Wisconsin. Why hasn't that turned into a movie of some sort? I'm thinking Keenan and Kel. That should have been them, right? After Good Burger. Oh, we've been too perfect. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're talking about the uh, f- the food vehicles, a la the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Yes. Which has a special place in my heart. I still had the toy for my whole childhood until my mom, you know, sold all my toys or gave them away. I don't know what she did with them. 
But she definitely did something with them. She claims she gave them all to me, but I don't remember that. Goodbye, Dave's childhood. <laughs> she probably did give them to me, and I just threw them out on, in a move. When I moved, side note, when I was younger uh, and I moved, like, you know, college age, I pretty much just threw most everything out, <laughs> kept the clothes, <laughs> put them in trash bags, and moved to my next destination. Is that a, isn't that how everyone moved, or did you actually keep stuff? <laughs> If it was good, I kept it because I'm like, that saves me from having to buy all new. And so then I could save up for more foolish adventures, such as a video game console. Yeah. Well, see, if I had a video game console, I didn't throw that away. TV, video game console, clothes. But I mean, like I saved the dresser, (laughs) the bed, the, the table and chairs just because I didn't want to have to buy new, so then I could buy a new video game console. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure all the things I acquired as a child through my, in my young adult years, I don't know, probably get thrown out, which is sad because I had a Millennium Falcon. You don't anymore. No, I don't. Although I don't remember throwing that away. I don't think I would have thrown that away. It was probably broken though. Because I went, man, let me tell you something. I played with my toys. We're way off topic. Anyways. This has nothing to do with food trucks. The Planters Nutmobile. Did you know there's a Nutmobile? I did. Because I've seen it on Twitter. <laughs> Much like the Wienermobile, the shape of a peanut shell lends itself to the bus design. Uh, it's nearly an identical in size to the Wienermobile. The Planters Nutmobile debuted in 1935. Manned by peanutters. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Um, do they get to wear monocles? Uh, no, they actually drive Mr. Peanut around the country. Uh, Only Mr. Peanut gets to wear the monocle. Yeah, apparently, but that's that's, that's a little a stingy. The Planters uh, Nutmobile is is a real thing, and they actually had someone dress up as Mr. Mr. Peanut or Mr. Planner or whatever his name is. And yeah, he does wear a monocle. Do we know why he wears a monocle? Because peanuts are fancy food. Are monocles fancy? They are the fanciest of fancy things you can have in this life, I'm Dave. not sure if I ever understood what the monocle was for. Like, it practically, when people actually needed them, is it for, like, when you couldn't read? Are they, like, were they, like, the 18th century or for, uh, version of reading glasses? Is that what a monocle is? I assume so. And why just one eye? Why not just make the glasses? Because it's stylish. I, I mean, nowadays, the monocle says, I want to punch you in the face. That's pretty much what it says now, right? Nobody wears a monocle. You immediately, people immediately think you are unapproachable if you wear a monocle. I want to wear a monocle everywhere I go. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I need that to happen. I don't even know where you would get a monocle. Let's go talk to the eye doctor. I do need to go to the eye doctor (laughs) soon anyway, and so I'll bring it up. Uh, The Hershey's Kissmobile Cruiser. This looks like three Hershey Kisses on a flatbed trailer with wheels. Okay, that seems made up. No, no, no. 2020 is the year they chose to retire the whimsical Kissmobile. Ah, didn't we lose enough in 2020? (laughs) Oh. No Kissmobile. Well, maybe they'll make a Hershey's kiss and hug mobile where you'll get both kisses and hugs. <laughs> Listen to this. Uh, a spokesman for the company for the Hershey company uh, said this. We made this decision out of safety for our employees and the public. 
it has become increasingly difficult to safely maintain the Kissmobiles due to their aging condition and the increasing difficulty in sourcing suitable replacement part for these custom vehicles. I think with the Kissmobile, you could do like a SUV. Well, that's what's weird about that. It's like, okay, so yeah, you retire the old custom car. Why don't you just make a new one, bro? Yeah, and you don't need it to be 26 foot long. Kisses are small. I mean, let's just talk about the real problem, that your candy is named Kisses. Exactly. And that led to some probably inappropriateness. Let the pastors tell you what the problem with the Hershey Kissmobile. <laughs> Greet one another with a holy kiss. A holy kiss. I'm betting it wasn't holy kisses. Um, it they were probably kisses is of chocolate, and chocolate is of the devil. Kisses of betrayal. <laughs> Now, on this list I'm looking at of these promo vehicles, a la the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, the food vehicles, yes, beverage vehicles, they have the Budweiser Clydesdales on this list. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're that not, doesn't count. They're animals. They're <laughs> animals, and they're not shaped like a beverage container. Yeah. I thought that was a cheap addition. Also, they're not objects. They're animals. Where's the Humane Society? We need, let's get, where's PETA? Um... So as someone that has been to where the Clydesdales are kept, Mm -hmm. a holy cow, that building is nicer than your house, Dave. (laughs) Um, I have actually seen the one in St. Louis. Yes. Um, Climate controlled. Mm -hmm. Those horses are living a much better life than the workers that are working in the distillery. That is quite the operation they have there. It is. That is. Uh, that was much bigger than I expected it to be, and I don't know why I didn't expect it to be big because I know people how much how much people like their adult beverages. But wow, quite the operation. Uh, that was way back when in my younger days. Ditto. Uh, but I did. I did get the tour of that, and it was impressive. Have you seen any of the Red Bull Mini Coopers? I have. I've seen one of those too. I forgot about them. Because I went, you know, when I went to KU, they would show up on campus occasionally. Yeah. And you knew, like, oh, all these uh, all these young freshmen aren't going to have to take their Adderall today. And it's all about the Red Bull. Like, that was a cheap joke. It, it's not healthy for you, kids. No, no. Yeah. Well, okay, just on a basic level, I don't think they taste that good. No. Um, but yeah, so the Red Bull Mini Coopers drive around too. There's a Pepperidge Farm Goldfish Mobile. Granted, it looks quite a bit smaller. It does look smaller. So Hershey, get your act together. If Pepperidge Farm <laughs> can do it, you can too. I mean, it's Pepperidge Farm. <laughs> You're Hershey. Surely you can, you know, make another Kiss Mobile. Although I will say Pepperidge Farm is very proud of the things that come off their farms. Of course they are. They're Pepperidge Farms. <laughs> Just that name sounds so pretentious. Like for a snack, like goldfish too. But it does come, it did, you know, it used to come in the little bags with the fold up. Yeah. You folded it up. That seemed pretentious. And then you're, but it's goldfish. So you're thinking like, oh, it's goldfish crackers. But it's like, buy Pepperidge Farms. And they smile back at you. And like, I think it did. It did. The the people that eat goldfish act like they're above Cheez-Its. And I just don't like that. 
Uh, and don't even get me started on cheese nips. Slash cheese its If you get the white cheddar ones, there's nothing that compares. Okay. Did you know there's a liquid death energy drink? Are you aware of this? I feel like all energy drinks are liquid death. Um, so you're going to have to elaborate well, okay. on so that. So it's it's not just um it's not just energy but apparently it's hydrating. Uh the, so Liquid Death brand goes hard on its whole murder your thirst shtick. Oh. And it's called Liquid Death which why would you drink that? I wouldn't drink anything called that. It could be the best hydrating drink in the world and i wouldn't drink something called liquid death anyways they dr- they have a thirst hearse noise with and they distribute samples from like a, a real coffin that they've converted into a cooler um, and that just seems weird i'm all about this that's okay. brilliant marketing right there i guess if you have the uh, audacity to name your company liquid death <laughs> you then get a hearse the audacity <laughs> um okay what food doesn't have a vehicle that we think naturally just should have a vehicle like the kfc double down <laughs> i was thinking like it just oozes like hot fat everywhere i, it goes. I wanted a hostess twinkie mobile um, oh, hard to believe there hasn't been one of those, right? And like it maybe is topped with the cowboy hat that the hostess Twinkie wore. Oh, that's a good idea. It's a big twink. That's a big Twinkie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Ghostbusters joke. So, Daniel, I didn't grow up going to church, so I, I still don't always um, understand church culture, but I want to make sure I have okay. something right here. Sure. It, it, it's my understanding, and, and tell me if I'm correct, that church culture wouldn't necessarily find it strange for a 19-year-old to get engaged. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like we would, like church people would find it actually kind of normal for younger people to be to get engaged than, than the secular world. Right. But yeah. like when I was a teenager, they like we were taught by our parents and by our youth leaders, like you should, I called yeah, it yeah, dating. I, I, a lot of people call yeah. it courting, courting right? dating, I whatever. still call it dating, <laughs> but like it was, it was, you should not date someone unless you would consider marrying them. Yeah. Like the entire purpose of dating is to get married. And so, naturally then the result of that is going to be young people getting married yeah yeah well okay so i'm utterly fascinated sometimes by when something happens out in you know the cultural world yeah that unites like super liberal people and conservative church people okay like when they end up on the same side sure because something happened in the last couple of days, okay. and I thought it was just really fascinating to look at people's um, reactions to it. Okay. And so um, what I'm talking about is, are you familiar with who Millie Bobby Brown is? Yes, 11. Yeah, she's 11 on or, Stranger Things. Um, or um, Sherlock Holmes's Enola Holmes. Yes. Sherlock's little sister. So she's really interesting as a person anyways, because a child 
actors usually are Mm -hmm. just because they've had to grow up in the limelight. We've watched them grow up. If you have watched the stuff they're in and stranger things is just a huge phenomenon anyways. Like it's like the most watched thing on Netflix. So she's like really, really in the public eye. And like a lot of those kids, uh, there's always been like this sort of um, critique about her that, where are her parents at? She's growing up too fast. Like, you know, we can't possibly know what that context is like yeah. unless you grew up as a child star with people right. all around you. Unless you're you. like Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but we critique it anyways. But something really interesting happened because a couple days ago, she was in the headlines and a lot of people began to critique her again. And the, the people who were defending her were like, um, I thought it was interesting, ultra-liberal people. And then it was like conservative church people looking around like, yeah, I don't see a problem. <laughs> okay, so what? <laughs> so they were kind of on the same side. So here's what happened. Tuesday morning, Millie Bobby Brown seemingly announced her engagement okay. to Jake Bon Jovi. Yes, he's the son oh, of John Bon Jovi. Okay. Uh, so like, yeah, it's celebrity royalty. But she is 19. He is 20. They've been dating since 2021, so two years, and they just got engaged. Okay, cool. Right. So church folks are just like, and what's the problem? Yeah. (laughs) But shockingly, lots of people have a problem. She's only 19. You know, and I'm just like. Well, yeah, because our modern, like, societal culture has said, like, most people don't get married, what, till over 25 now or something? Is that what the statistics are? <laughs> so it's really interesting, and I kind of want to talk about this because I, I find it fascinating. Yeah. So Millie Bobby Brown announced her engagement to John Bon Jovi's son, which I'm going to keep saying because that's amazing. I love that his name is Jake. Jake Bon Jovi. That it's a J name. If you would have named, if he would have named his kid like Benjamin, that wouldn't have the same. It wouldn't have the same ring to it, like Benjamin Bon Jovi. He'd go by Ben. Ben Bon Jovi. <laughs> ben Bon Jovi. <laughs> I didn't know this, but apparently that's his real name, but spelled differently. Wait, so, what? Huh? Um, Jake Bon Jovi. It's spelled B O N G I O V I, all one word. Looks like Italian. So he just, John Bon Jovi clearly just made it two words and made it cooler. But I I didn't know that was his real name. I just assumed that that was not his real name. Like a made up. Yeah. Yeah. But it it was his stage name. Apparently it is. Here's the picture she posted. I'll show it to you. It's very sweet. They look very happy. That is sweet. The interesting thing about this is because I didn't know this either, but Millie Bobby Brown is sort of conservative. In, in the things she says, okay. she's gotten kind of in trouble on social media before from like kind of your left wing type people. Um, so which is interesting to me as well because of the aforementioned she's kind of grown up fast. Yeah. Like I've seen pictures of her at a younger age where I was like, ooh, I would not let my daughters wear that yeah. at that age yeah. type stuff. But again, completely different context. Of someone who goes to like award shows and designers, you know, dress you. I find it really interesting because let's just talk about the the wide cultural reaction of people saying, well, she's too young. Why would you get married at 19? And there is a trend in marriages. People aren't getting married till later. Right. In, as the generations go yeah. on. And this is very interesting. I assume some of that comes from 
the changing role of the woman in our society. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, I mean, in the span of 200 years, the woman's role um, in a marriage or in a family has largely gone from a mainly vast majority stay at home, uh-huh. take care of the house, to something much different now where they're almost, um, I don't know, I would assume it's above 50%. I would think it would be above 50%. The yeah, the number of adult women who have careers yeah. outside the home. And so... It's very interesting to see the cultural reaction to this because here's someone who like she's going to have a career, but also it's a different kind of work. Yeah. yeah. So actors um, actually work very hard. If you don't know, if you've never like really read up or looked at what a work day is like for an actor, they they don't work year round like you, you and I may. Right. Um, they don't have to anyways, but when they are working, like, so a shoot might last if it's a movie or a TV season, a few months, but they're working like Away 5 a.m. to yeah. 7 p.m. every and, night. Yeah. Or every and they're day. not at home. Right. Usually. And they have to go yeah. away, which, you know, a lot of marriages uh, in this Hollywood world suffer from that. We've seen a lot of marriages that where they were just, they get divorced and they're like, well, we were never around each other. Right. So it's hard for them. And so I just find this really fascinating, the backlash Mm. that she got, because it's weird that we're so, I don't want to call it hypocritical, but we're so dual minded because most people have seen the way she's dressed as like a 15, 16 year old and didn't say a word, but now she's getting engaged, which we would see this as conservative Christians as being like, yeah, no, no, this is good. Well, yeah. I mean, it's better than like. Oh, she, you know, went to Vegas and got married last weekend or whatever. Like in a world where it's becoming more the norm to like forsake marriage altogether. Yeah. To just be like, no, go out and, you know, play the field. Right. Right. Like and just that's life instead of the committing of your life to although most people it's that marriage is I don't even know if people see marriage that way anymore, where it's the actual like I'm committing myself to you. Yeah, I think, well, I think for a lot of people, honestly, I think it's about the event of the wedding, right? Like, I I think that's got to be true for some people, at least. There's such a changing, like, way of looking at marriage anyways, where you have a, like, Generation Z is largely kind of forsaking marriage anyways. But the ones that do get married, it's seen more as an event, like, almost like an event you partake in life, like graduate. Yeah, graduation yeah um where it's just this thing you do and it that makes it weird that so many people still want to get married in a ceremony where you have a a priest or a pastor and you say these things like it's one thing to write your own vows yeah but most people want to say i take you in sickness and health for mm-hmm. better or for worse in richer for poor and and oftentimes when people are when the young people are talking about marriage and saying like just talking about it as some like thing you do i want to be like no 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 listen to the words you're saying those yeah. are heavy words yeah heavy heavy words and i don't know that we really that we really examine that anymore although words aren't heavy to us anymore we throw around words yeah and not think about their heaviness all the time now. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just I just thought this was a, a fascinating, it was fascinating to sit back and kind of watch the reaction of this. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think that, um, well, first, as I mentioned, I think it's interesting that 
it's all about how she's too young. <laughs> and maybe that's what? because she's more famous than he is. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe people care more what she does. But I think it's just, I think it's, yeah, like you look at it and you're like, okay, good for you. Good for you. It looks like you're taking a good and responsible and, yeah. I mean, I, th- I see it as responsible. Well, you might have been ahead of your time if you want to talk about it because you were engaged at a young age, yes. Oh, we're talking about this. No, you don't want to talk about it. Okay, you don't want to talk no, about it. No, it's that. okay. Yes, I was engaged at a young age. Like, so you wouldn't think that was just for you at the time, that just seemed like what you would do, right? Well, I think that like my familial history also kind of spoke to that. Uh-huh. My yeah. parents got married when they were in college. Um, they were both young. They would have been, I think they were under 20 when they oh, got okay. married. Okay, so and it my, was early. And my brother and his wife were married. Um, I'm assuming she was your eight, grandmother? She was 18 and he was 19. Yeah, my grandma, when she started dating my grandpa, she was 14 and he was 19. And I think she was quite, I mean, I don't. I, I think she was maybe just out of school when they got married. Yeah, and society would like kind of just frown even on the dating part of that now. Oh well, I mean, as a parent, I'm like, uh, what could could I could you imagine your 14 year old with a 19 year old? No, nope. I wouldn't allow it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I, either. I, I don't think I would allow it. I wouldn't either. Um, it just it just the weird thing about marriage, and again, I'm gonna go back to just the backlash. I was fascinated by the backlash because. That's the other component of this is that what we think of as marriage hasn't really been a thing for that long. Yeah. Loving relationships, committed relationships haven't really been a thing the way we think about them for as long as we think. Because we're not that far removed from like arranged marriages right. being kind of the norm. Yeah. And and it's just, I, I think sometimes... We don't give ourselves um, the the cushion needed to say, hey, we're still kind of new at this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're still trying to figure this out. And especially as Christians, like the biblical uh, marriage, the Mm -hmm. idea of like that, no, this is a covenant. This is a promise you're making to a person. And you don't get to the first fight you get in. You don't get to say, well, I'm done. Right. No, that's listen to the words you're saying. This is something bigger than that. And I guess um, when I saw that uh, that Millie Bobby Brown was engaged, I just thought, oh, well, that's nice. It's good for her. And, and then I saw the backlash that the culture was having, and I thought, interesting. It's very interesting. It is interesting. But we think we're know-it-alls anyways. Humans. Well, I do think, and especially to be in the celebrity, uh, in, you know, like to be a celebrity and to be in the public eye all the time, like, People are just going to pick apart everything you do, yeah. no matter what. Like, <laughs> Well, think about it from, okay, so you think about it from her point of view. Now think about it from his point of view. You're 20 years old. You're the son of John Bon Jovi. You've got money. <laughs> you've got cars, probably. I think it's admirable to say, no, I'm going to commit myself to this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know why you would be like, even if it doesn't last, you know, at least yeah. they're trying to do the right thing in my estimation. And it's just, I don't know. I wondered the people that were backlashing, was it just because she's young? And they were like, oh, no, you have so much partying you can do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it was very, it, it seems like a very self-motivated reason to to not like that news. Right. 
Right. Anyways, I found it all very interesting. It is. All right. I don't know if this is a good thing, but I had a deacon come up to me, and he's listening. Mm -hmm. And he said he likes it when you play those 80s covers. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. A deacon came up to me and said he likes it when KFEX plays some of those 80s. Yeah. Well, I like that. that the, so the Christian artists will sometimes yeah. cover an 80s song. Yeah, yeah. And what I like that, what I like about that is they usually pick songs that mm-hmm. have these kind of very subtle allusions to spirituality. Because mm-hmm. they, I mean, they don't, you know, they don't pick them randomly. I don't think most of the time. So like, for instance, this is an older one, um, but Sixpence None the Richer covered way back when um, Crowded House, Don't, don't Dream, Dream It's, it's Over. Yeah. Which, if you listen to the words of "Don't Dream It's Over," it, it's very, it's it like you know, borderline Christian song. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it's I like that they choose that way, and sometimes my, my song is I can't remember what rock band did it, but they covered "Don't Back Down" by Tom Petty. I oh, won't back down. That was a Johnny Swim and Drew Holcomb and oh, the Neighbors, man. who are wonderful, by the way. Yeah, man, that right there. That's my song anyway. Yeah, you can stand me up at the gates. Yeah, of man, that's my song anyway. If yeah. you ask me what would be a song I would go to the plate in a baseball game in and batting left fielder, <laughs> and I, that would come on. You yeah. know, I just think sometimes in the church we do ourselves a disservice. And, of course, I'd say this, pop culture pastor. Yeah. Uh, but I think we do a disservice by immediately labeling all things that aren't explicitly Christian, secular, and saying it's bad. Well, so Paul, he didn't agree with you, because he said, yeah. in him we live, we move, and have our being. He was quoting a poet from back then. He wasn't quoting yeah. the Bible. Right. He said, as your poets say. Yeah. So he took their poets' words, their hip-hoppers from back then, and use it to point them to Christ. So I agree with you 155,000%. It's such a weird thing to say when there's bands out there, like actually, music out there that exists like you too. Actually, what makes me mad is all the secular stuff that's going on in the church that doesn't get addressed mm. and doesn't point us to Christ. Would you mean, uh, do you mean like... Um, and I'm talking... Redoing the play Hamilton? I'm, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying some of our traditions oh, yeah. that no longer resonate with the people and we're just doing it. There's just so many things that get a pass in God's house that is good. Yeah. And I'm not even, I'm not talking about us taking the culture. I'm talking about their church traditions. Yeah, and I'm not going to say any because no, then you have we're out of time, of, we're, and then you have all the people outside. It's a good time to be out. Of time. We're actually out of time. Praise and the we Lord. better stop now because in three hours we'll be sitting here talking about helicopter <laughs> Easter egg drops. <laughs> you no, know, you and I both know all of these churches, including the one I pastor, has some golden calves. Oh yeah, running around in them seems good. Yeah, and in 1962 it pointed people to God. Mm. But now it's just this golden calf that we're keeping going because we're human. Yeah. And so that's the point I'm trying to make, though. But I think it's interesting that we can identify the secular in the culture, but we can't identify the secular in the house of God. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not talking about personal preference. I'm not saying hymns or praise music. I'm talking about there's secular things happening in God's house that get a pass. And then we get mad at the secular for being secular. Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, we're out of time. 
If you've listened to the there's show no from beginning thing. to there's end, no, there's no such thing as out of time. Time is a construct, much like the <laughs> alphabet. Um, if you if you listen to the whole show today, uh, you're welcome for the ADD. Because <laughs> that's what. Listen, this is what happens when DJ and I have conversations. It's My, just all over the from place. From now on, when I'm on the pop culture pastor, I want to be referred to as Play Doh. Play Doh. Got it. Play Doh. <laughs> Done. DJ that was, Play Doh. That was Ice Cube's name on Boys in the Hood, by the way, pop culture pastor. Go <laughs> right, I'll stop. Just Doughboy. Doughboy. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Should Jesus delay his coming, we'll still be talking. <laughs> and um, please come back, Jesus. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but if he doesn't, we'll be back here tomorrow Maranatha? at noon. Maranatha. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back here at noon. God willing, you will be as well. Uh, still thinking about what were they talking about? <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Maybe you should be praying Cody comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Cody is our balance. Hey everybody, Dave here. What you have just listened to are bits and pieces of our radio show. We have a radio show on KFEX Firescape Radio located in Chanute, Kansas. You can hear that show from noon to four every weekday. So if you want to tune into that, you can go to www.kfex931.com or you can search KFEX in your app store on your smartphone and find their totally free app there. If you're a fan of Christian music, you might like to listen to our live show at when you're at work or uh, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're, you, you like music in the house, you may love to listen to that during the day, so give it a try. Um, we would also direct you to our podcast, Pop Culture Pastor. That's probably why you're listening anyways to this uh, a version of what we do. As always, uh, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on our social medias on Facebook and Twitter. It helps us out when you share it, uh, when you review and, and rate us on our podcast uh, homes. And of course, follow us on social media and share our stuff there. So thank you so much for listening. We love all of you guys so much. We have such a great community of listeners and uh, we'll see you when the regular pod drops on Friday.